I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can find these at iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. I do a live radio show weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. All that information is at HeidiHarris.com. And if you're not in Vegas, you can listen live at a link at HeidiHarris.com. As you probably know, as a result of this coronavirus mess, we've got hundreds of thousands of people overnight out of work in Las Vegas. Hundreds of thousands of them. It's crazy. Now, our mayor, Carolyn Goodman, who is in charge of the city, which is largely not the strip, obviously, the Las Vegas strips in the county, but she runs the city where there are some casinos. She stood up for the people of Las Vegas. She wants to reopen. The governor does not. A lot of people are taking sides. And then she was on Anderson Cooper's show on CNN the other day, and he was condescending and rude as far as I'm concerned. The mayor was kind enough to join me. Madam Mayor, thank you for joining me on the Heidi Harris Show podcast. How are you? I am just fine. Love this community and just so sure that we're ready to get started coming back. You know, it's crazy. Anderson Cooper, and I don't know how much you want to say about him, but he was just a jerk. He was condescending. And the idea that anybody believes anything out of China, let's just, let's just stick with that for a second, is crazy. Well, what was interesting is most often, uh, Jace, who handles all my public anything, uh, said, I said, uh, how long's the interview? He said, five minutes. And so I was thinking it was being taped, and it went on and on, and I couldn't believe how much time. And I thought, no, I'm being taped, and they're going to reduce it, as you know, being in the business, to a two-minute or max five-minute segment. And then after it was over, um, I said, so what are they going to focus on? He said, you were live. And I said, the whole time? And he said, yes. So I thought, oh, wow. So, I mean, I'm anxious to see a playback if I can get it. The questions, you know, I think he didn't understand, number one, what is the position role and what are the duties of the mayor of Las Vegas um, and who runs gaming. And, of course, that we all know, we that live in Las Vegas know that it's, it's a state-controlled uh, industry, gaming, and of course when the governor said he is closing gaming that very first opportunity, um, that was not something I even had a voice on. And the same with the school district, our Clark County School District. We would love in the city to have a part of that and have a piece of the school district, but we have no control over that either. Right. So the reality was my whole focus on that 25-minute interview uh, was taking care of all these people who are out of work that are the result of the shutdown of of everything in uh, Nevada. Do you think, Madam Mayor, that the older people, I mean, you're 81, you've been through cancer. You know something? Call me Carolyn. I was just Carolyn to you for a long time. <laughs> Please, to talk to you, Heidi, and I'm so delighted to do so. You know, um, i got to tell you a funny story. I don't know if you remember this. You met my mother one time, and you paid my mother yes. the ultimate compliment. Do you remember this at all? I absolutely do, because you're part of her genes, and you are so great, and I remember telling you, that you're as good as you are because of her. Yeah, you, you met my mother at, at a restaurant, and, and you, the first thing you said to her was, good job. And from one mother to another, that's a heck of a compliment. My mother thought that was amazing that the mayor said that about me. Do you think that people who 
are older? Because you tried to explain to, to Anderson some history and things like that. Do you think people who are older who've been through some things are the folks we should be listening to instead of these young people who are just clutching their pearls and panicked about this? Because I've heard from a lot of listeners of mine, some of whom are older, who are like, hey, don't, you know, don't uh, dismiss the older people. We're not the ones who are afraid. We've been through some stuff and we see it differently. You know, it is really true, and I think it's the history, and I've had quite a few calls from seniors. Uh, as a matter of fact, one last night from a lady who's 91, another from a lady from California who's been quarantined. Uh, she was 82, talking about just what you have said, that the, the life experiences, and both of them had grandchildren, and how they lived their lives for their own children to give them wonderful opportunities to live and enjoy the world, and now the grandchildren. And I think for the most part, those of us who are senior seniors um, really look to, please don't keep my children and grandchildren. Keep them safe, but for heaven's sakes, let them lead their lives. And to me, uh, that's, that's what I'm all about is it's the future and everybody is in control of his or her own choices. So for those who are really scared to death and want to stay home, if they have a home, um, uh, they should make that choice. And I feel terrible for anyone that loses their life, but the whole process of living, you come into the world and then eventually you go out, and as you get very old, much older, quite often you have underlying other conditions and then when you get sick or something, you end up in the hospital, you generally get pneumonia or something else that compounds the disease and you pass away. And so that's tragic. I mean, my grandparents, my parents, everybody that I've lost, I certainly understand it. It's the most painful, horrible thing. And now that I'm in that age grouping, but I would never change anything. I want my children to enjoy baseball and football and concerts and art shows and uh, everything and so we can't do it because we are so stuck on the fear that we have no control over this and nobody can give us a timeline a certain timeline that this is going to be over yeah. and so does that mean until that time is over we'll just stay shut down and we'll stay in our homes and meanwhile this homeless population will grow exponentially and all these children, these 15,000 that were homeless already in the Clark County School District, will become more like 30 or 40 or 50,000. Yeah. And so we can't afford to do that. We've got to get back and try. That's the main thing. Yeah, we've got to do it safely. We're speaking with Mayor Carolyn Goodman. Do you think that these doctors who stand up there with Trump every day, and I'm not asking you to take a political position because I think both sides, you know, I, I'm just amazed at how both sides seem to want us closed. And meanwhile, these people are getting paychecks. But these doctors stand up there and they want to protect every life and there's just no way you've got to balance sometimes protecting every single life how do you do that in a free society and you've got to balance that with the people's right to commerce well I, you know i just look to a right to put food on the table for my children or my grandchildren that's the key and so many people and that's what we in the mayor's office handle thousands of calls and pleas and they can't get any unemployment and they can't get the small business loan that was put out there and they're so frustrated they can't even talk to a human being and so my office picks them up holds their hands whether they're angry or whether they're not angry and it, it is a very challenging time now when i was asked 
who was advising me, well, I'm not going to throw out this doctor's name or that one because I don't have his, his or her permission to do so. But So what I did was speak to the fact that Dr. Fauci, who is the lead in the country, in the, in the voice, really, of the medical future, has said over and over again that he doesn't know when this will be, that we have 100% compliance and everybody's had the test as of today because two weeks from now some of the people who haven't had the test or have had the test are going to have to test again you can't just test somebody once and assume they're cured forever until they have a vaccine available right so the the reality is dr fauci has said we don't know if it's still going to be here in december so are we going to stay closed economically until December? And all these people that are out of work, and I'm speaking about Nevada because Nevada is different. We are an industry of hospitality. And so these are the people that are shut out of work. Yeah, that's the problem. That they're still out of work in December. You know what I'm tired of? Um, I'm going to call you Carolyn because you insist that I do. You know what I'm tired of is this whole attitude that we should base anything we do on what's happening in New York. We're nothing like New York. We don't have 500 people putting their hands on a subway rail every day. I, I'm done with this. All this attitude that everybody should live like they do or have restrictions like they do. It's ludicrous. A lot of states have far fewer cases even than Nevada does. And the government's trying to basically, well, Trump's not trying to, but a lot of other people would like every to stay indoors indefinitely meanwhile while they get a paycheck well and some who and that the, that's the call that i'm answering the ones that don't get a paycheck that are staying indoors and i mean i hear their pain i hear their fear too because they're the ones that are out there in the unemployed uh pot of people that need to get back to work and, and they're not saying give me money they're saying give me an opportunity to work right so when you look around, and I grew up in New York, and I was in those squash subways and buses and elevators and, and apartment buildings, everywhere you are is a high-rise apartment building. You can't get away from people. So New York absolutely, and I have had doctors on a routine basis telling me that we know you're absolutely right. We are not New York. You can't compare. These are a apples and watermelons. I mean, they are so different. And so what we need to be doing is get started, get back, try to see how we can do it, monitoring what we're doing as we're doing it, but at least get started going back. And uh, my comment has always been this is a free enterprise, and businesses, to me, if anybody were found to be sick or routinely from, who cares, poisoned food and, and uh, tomain poisoning, People remember that. They don't go back to that restaurant, and eventually it closes. That's exactly so right. So to me, we've got to get started. We can't sit with our heads in the sand and stay home forever. We can't do that no. unless you want to, and that's the beauty of this country. Freedom of choice, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom to assemble. Absolutely. And so to me, we need a plan. The president has a plan. I thought it was wonderful that he came up with the plan, whether I agree with it or I don't agree with it, but he has a three-step moving forward plan. But the best thing was he said, I'm not telling you governors what to do. You do it in your state because he absolutely realized 
that every state's different depending on a different economy. And especially here, and as we know, the the president was here for the Hope for Prisoners graduation just a month or so ago. Um, and that, that's a, an organization having our individuals who've been accused and served time as a felon to get back having made a bad mistake but having gone through a lengthy process to reenter society and to give somebody who's made a mistake a chance to get back to life and get back to their families or build a family. And to me, this is all part of being a compassionate sensitive human being. Absolutely. I was there, by the way. I was there, by the way. And uh, I thought your comments were very gracious. (laughs) Well, you're good. Why didn't you come up and say hello? Well, because you know what? By the time you got there, I was across the room from you and it would have been tough to get over there, but I would love to have seen you. But it was great that the president was there. So let's talk about when you talked about the dates. um, You know, obviously, it seems to me that a small business owner should be able to open. And to your point, they should be able to make their customers feel as if they can be safe. You know, you're a jewelry store. You take one customer at a time. You're a nail salon. You only have a few people at a time. If a customer decides that they feel safe in that place, shouldn't they make the decision? That's what I keep saying on my show. And it sounds like you're saying the same thing. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, because of our experience, having lived so many through so many really um, sensitive and and serious uh, epidemics over the years, Uh, where we never closed, and I understand this one is more virulent, spreads more easily, but yet when you compare the data, you compare data, which is what's the purpose of statistics, but to compare data, and because there is no plan, no treatment, and no cure, it's very hard to do anything, but and if we're forced to stay home, then everything's gone. And the longer we wait, the more enormous the climb up the mountain's going to be to get us back to even a semblance of what we've been able to enjoy these years um, here in Nevada. Absolutely. Now, I know that my, listen, my listeners are all on your side. They're just so frustrated. They want this thing open. They are done being home and being told what to do by these do-gooders, and it drives them crazy. Now, the governor, as you know, came out with this so-called phase zero. What the heck is phase zero? What, there's no date. We have no plan. We have no idea when businesses can even decide because they base their decisions on what's going to happen two months from now, three months from now. Okay, I'll be able to open in June or July. The governor's given them no time line and that's made people even crazier well there is hope always and my hope is the governor next week will have his first step so that we can all know because all the people that are contacting me that are either out of work or have small businesses which are on the cusp of being lost have plans, they've been working on plans from the day they were closed as to what they can do to meet the bars that are set up, the standards to meet in order to bring customers back. And they know they have to meet those um, criteria. Right, they're so going to have to. My hope is that through your, your, your um, program and everything else that they're listening and they're just not this angry group of hateful people that call us as much as the the people that are kind, caring, and want to help, um, that we get these calls. What do you mean you want to have um, uh, all those people come in here from California? They're all diseased. 
Oh, brother. I mean, when I hear comments like that, I just think, my goodness, half of us have relatives that are uh, living in California. Yeah. I mean, what, what a, a, a sad state of yeah. affairs. It was great grabbing the mayor for a couple of minutes. Obviously, she's buried in interview requests and all those kinds of things. It was kind of her to spend some time with me. She is a champion for the city, has been forever, and I appreciate her point of view, and I know a lot of people are going after her. But what bothers me, again, and I'll continue to say it, is the people who are complaining about this are largely getting paychecks. Even Jimmy Kimmel, the comedian who's a native of Las Vegas, has demanded her resignation. You know, Jimmy, you're Hollywood, babe. You don't live here anymore and you're not losing a paycheck. So shut up, sit down. I'm Heidi Harris. Join me for my live radio show right here in Las Vegas. Weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 670 AM KMZQ. And you can find these podcasts anywhere you get podcasts. Please subscribe to them. I enjoy doing them. I do them a couple of times a week. Until we meet again, remember, thank God the politicians aren't in charge of everything. Can you imagine if they were? Remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.